Welcome to the Daily Dharma, a podcast where we draw inspiration from Buddhist philosophy on how to fix and better our lives. Join us as we dig through the archives of Buddhist texts, great teachers, and real life to grab an extra hit of wisdom to lift us up from the daily grind and find much needed peace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Daily Dharma. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how we can have a better understanding of anger. What is anger? How it arises in us? And how we can peacefully release it and let it go. The inspiration behind today's episode is rather, I had an incidence of anger today. And I think as human beings going through everyday lives, even when we're with the people we love, it's very easy to feel anger within yourself. And today I just had this rare opportunity to step away from that moment of anger and crack open the book, Who Ordered This Truckload of Dung by Ajahn Brahm, and actually explore the chapter, the whole section on anger. And in three different stories, I found the first paragraph very, very insightful. So I'm just going to read them and then we'll kind of discuss what does this really mean when it comes to the application of releasing anger in your everyday life. So this is the paragraph that begins this whole section called anger and forgiveness. Anger is not a clever response. Wise people are happy and happy people don't get angry. Firstly, Anger is irrational. And here's the second paragraph from the second story called The Trial. In order to express your anger, you have to justify it to yourself first. You have to convince yourself that anger is deserved, appropriate, right. In the mental process that is anger, it is as if a trial occurs in your own mind. And then the third paragraph. The trigger for much of our anger is frustrated expectation. We sometimes invest so much of ourselves in a project that when it doesn't turn out as it should, we become irate. All shoulds point to an expectation, a prediction for the future. We might have realized by now that the future is uncertain, unpredictable. Relying too much on an expectation for the future, a should, is asking for trouble. Now, why don't we kind of go deeper into each of these sections and why they offer a little bit of wisdom on how to release and process and understand our own anger. First of all, I think anger is, at least for myself and I think for many of us, anger is kind of a conditioned emotion. We are shown by our parents and the people around us that when things go wrong, getting angry is a reasonable and expected response. So that's why I think many of us, without even knowing, myself included, have been programmed to feel angry when things go wrong. Because that's just how we see our parents, our friends, the people around us react. It's very rare to be growing up around people who actually don't react in anger when things go wrong. 
it's actually a wonderful thing if you had a guardian, an uncle, an aunt, or even a parent who kind of showed you and demonstrated that anger is not the only response to things going wrong. In fact, anger, while it may feel righteous, it may feel justified, it may feel like this is the right thing to feel, this is the right thing to do, is not always the most healthy response to a situation where things are going wrong. So I think that's the first thing to understand is that anger being a response is a conditioned response. It's not something that we actually wanted slash asked for. It's kind of like a knee-jerk reaction. And then the second aspect is more about the second paragraph, which is how do we get angry in the first place? And I think the key thing that I reflected on today is the number one thing I would say, or the one of the pivotal aspects of anger, is that we don't ask the other person for their opinion. We don't ask them about their experience. We essentially hold a trial in our head and we condemn them for being mean to us, for making a mistake, for not listening to us in the first place. We list a whole variety of reasons as to why they hurt us and thus our hurt is justified and that magnifies our anger. But in reality, if we were to actually give the other person a chance to explain themselves, that doesn't mean that that person did something that should be forgiven instantly, slash there should be no repercussions for their actions. However, when we understand, or rather take a moment to learn the other person's perspective and their experience of the situation and why things happened on their end the way it did, it absolutely makes it harder for us to be angry because we realize that as much as we are doing our best to not make mistakes, mistakes happen. We make mistakes and so do other people. So does the person that you want to be angry at. And when we hear things from another person's perspective, we hear about their frustrations, the hurt, the pressure, the mental I would say, storm that they're going through that kind of resulted in the situation that made you angry in the first place, you realize that being angry with them and being mad and just holding that emotion and projecting that emotion is not really going to do much to heal the situation. In fact, it kind of clouds your judgment of the situation and makes it difficult to communicate. So the fourth paragraph is really about why we are conditioned to be angry. And it's very much because we all have this narrative of what should be happening going on in our heads. And again, the reason why I think nobody should feel bad for feeling angry or nobody should feel bad for the frustration is because again, this is very much ingrained in how we are conditioned to think about our lives. From the very beginning of kindergarten, the education system, being part of a family, we see and we are taught that we have to make a plan, that we have to plan things ahead. In fact, we're rewarded for planning. In high school and in university, 
through studying hard for exams, for studying hard for just tutorials and things like labs, I excelled. I was rewarded for my ability to plan, to know things ahead of time, and to prepare for them adequately. But the thing, the missing part of that equation is that not everything in life is going to be possible to prepare for. In fact, life is very much unexpected. And even the best made plans can fail and fail badly. But that's not our fault. That's just how life works. And I think kind of by dissecting our anger and looking at it from, first of all, anger is not the only response available to you. It is a conditioned response, but we can unlearn that knee-jerk reaction. And then second, giving the person or the object of your frustration, whatever it is, and the ability to answer and tell their side of the story, or if it is an issue or something that doesn't, that isn't a person that you're angry about, to do research, to read more and educate yourself on the topic, you can more or less humanize the problem and realize that, you know what, there are more productive things to put my energy towards than to feel angry. That anger is really a protective defensive shield that we put around ourselves when we're hurt. And once we're able to let go of the anger and the shield, we can actually treat our hurt and heal ourselves and then also allow relationships as well as our relationship with the universe to heal. Because I think that's one of the most damaging parts of anger is that it constructs a narrative that is very isolating, that disconnects you from people, that disconnects you from the world and the universe. In anger, we are always right, but we're so alone and we feel like nobody can understand us and nobody can empathize with us and we're just gonna have to like ride or die on our own. And that's not a good feeling. And I think that kind of also connects back to the whole notion as, as to why anger is not a wise emotion. It is an emotion that we will experience, but there's a difference between just letting that emotion rage on and on and on and actually looking at the emotion directly and breaking it down. Why did I get angry? How did the conditions for anger come about in my own heart? And then now how can I break down those conditions, which is so many things such as the conditional response that we've learned on learning that and also this expectation of the should the stronger we want to hold on to the should narrative of what should be happening, what, what sh who should do what, and what each person should be doing in your life, and what you should be doing in your life, the more anger you're going to gather, because that frustration is inevitable. It's trouble. And that's not to say we should never make a plan about anything. But I think we have to make plans with awareness that things fall apart, things go wrong, unexpected things happen. Plans, while made with the best intention to prepare yourself, are not always going to be followed, and that's okay. And I think with that acceptance, with those tools, we can actually start to look at the anger that is a conditioned response, and dissect it, break it down, and let it go, and fully learn how to release it.
in my own practice, I haven't come yet to that point where I never get angry. However, I think with tools like this from the Dharma and just through greater awareness of ourselves, we can actually remember to harness those tools in the moment of anger so that we can reduce the hurt and that sense of isolation within our own hearts and then also reduce the harm that we may be inflicting on others slash just our future selves because we'll be saving ourselves from the disappointment of being married to a narrative and instead being more aware that life is going to happen as it will and not always to the plan that we've created in our heads. So I hope this episode has given you some tools like it did myself through reading Ajahn Brahm's book on how to release, process, and understand your anger. I hope you also have a beautiful and wonderful and happy week ahead of you. Thank you so much for listening, and until next week.